0: Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 60.
1: So Brooke, I saw a really interesting question in a group I'm part of recently and I thought it was a concept you and I... Should tackle because I do think this is something that um, will resonate quite deeply with our listeners, and that is a concept of responsibility, Um, and I guess specifically like that feeling where all the responsibilities we have in life become very, very heavy and feel like a burden you know what do we do about that because those responsibilities as a rule are not going away and I I certainly know this feeling well and I know I I tend to reach a tipping point with it when I find myself wanting to sell everything we own and go live in a shack in the woods Um, (laughs) so do you have a similar kind of like tell for when you like okay I'm just a bit done with responsibilities at the moment
0: yeah it's pretty much the same
1: (laughs) yeah yeah you know
0: some days with some days without (laughs) But when I find myself just sort of fantasizing about not spending, not talking or seeing anyone or doing anything other than what I want to do, I can, I feel like I've hit kind of peak, uh, peak overload in terms of responsibility. And there are times when it feels heavy, like it just weighs heavily, you know? And I think part of that is adulting. Part of that is, you know, being in a relationship. Part of it is running a business. Part of it is having kids. Part of it is, is the work that I do. Like I think, there's lots of different reasons why I feel that burden of responsibility, and it's it's often different responsibilities that weigh heavily. But yeah, uh, yeah I definitely have those those moments where I just I don't want to be responsible for you, Yeah,
1: I think that's it, isn't it? It's it's kind of like those days where you where you just wish that someone would swoop in and go, "I've got this, I've got this. Don't yeah. stress, don't yes. stress. I've got it." And like. It's funny, I um, I had a really, really anxious moment last week just about finances and stuff. And then my mum's like an accounts clerk from way back and I needed her to help me run some cash flows. And like the second I called her and said, I need you to come over and just help me run these numbers because I feel like I've a bit lost control of everything. And the second I rang her and she said, yep, I'll come over tomorrow, it was just like, oh. It was kind of like, yeah, I outsourced all the responsibility to her and it just felt so amazing and it'd just be so nice to be able to do that for life stuff as well <laughs> I <know. laughs> sometimes. I know, it really would. <laughs> there are days. It's a bit like the whole, yeah, um, you just kind of like want your mum or your equivalent of your mum to just, yeah, it's that whole thing like where you go over you've just completely burnt out and you go over your parents and they make you dinner and they fuss over you and you're just like oh yeah that's that's awesome. <laughs> and I think we still need that you know
0: even as adults I think sometimes we do need to allow ourselves to be nurtured or, or looked after or someone not like I'm not talking about coddling or you know kind of making us not irresponsible but like Molly coddling us into being kind of adult children. Like I don't, it's not the same thing. It's sometimes we just need to allow ourselves to be nurtured. And I think, like you said, when you reached out to someone, you're like, I'm just not dealing with this huge burden of this particular responsibility. I need help. You felt better. And I think sometimes that burden of responsibility can simply be because we've told ourselves that we don't need anyone's help for maybe too long?
1: Yeah, definitely. I do think there's, yeah, there's this real, um, it's a real societal thing, especially for for women in particular, that we feel like we need to be, I mean, you and I have spoken about this before, like you come from a family of copers and I come Mm. from a family of, of, yeah, pretty much the same thing, very stoic and just get on with it kind of thing. And yeah, it's hard to break that mentality of, it's hard not to feel like a failure when things get on top of you, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. It
0: absolutely is, you know, and I don't think that's ever anyone's intentions. It's kind of, yeah, it, but it, it does. And we internalize that and we kind of start to feel like there might be something a bit wrong with us if we can't just cope all the time. I mean, I, I do think that I I feel this burden of responsibility, that kind of complete exhaustion from responsibility less than yes. I used to. Yeah. And I think the times that I feel it now, because I'm definitely much more intentional and much more mindful and much more compassionate to myself and other people than I used to be too, which is a huge part of it. But the times that I do find myself feeling really, you know, just done with responsibility (sighs) is when I'm listening to other people's expectations too much or I'm, you know, taking on the shoulds and, you know, the, 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 the obligations that other people have decided are mine, rather than you know the things that actually are mine, and that's when I feel exhausted by it in in that kind of bone weary way. I mean, I can feel tired from yeah. the from the responsibilities that are mine, absolutely, and do very often. But there's a difference, I think, between owning other people's ideas of your responsibility too. That is just suffocating, almost. You know, and I, and I think when I'm able to to realize that it's actually I've taken on other people's ideas of my responsibility rather than my own. That's when I can, I can put a lot of it at arm's length. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier said than done.
1: Yeah. And I find also there's a slight flip side to that. Cause the thing where I feel the burden the most is what I feel that my immediate family expects of me. And when I say immediate family, I mean the ones that live in the same four walls as I do. I Mm kind of feel like there's the expectation that I'm the one that, keeps everything running smoothly and dictates when we're going places and what we're eating and you know, what we're doing and what's okay and what's not. And Mm. and I really feel that burden quite heavily often. Um but then when I kind of lose my shit (laughs) usually an aunt, um, he just kind of looks at me and goes, (laughs) you know, 'Cause I'm like, everyone, you know, expects that I'm gonna do this and gonna do that and you know, that I'm gonna say this and say that and he just kinda looks at me and he's like, No, they don't, Kel. <laughs> like they actually don't. Like you've you've taken this on board and you've put these you know, you've got the idea that this is what people expect of you or what we feel that you need to be doing, but actually like that expectation's more from you than it is from us. And while, yeah, it's easy for him to say that and it's easy for me to say what I say, I think the truth some- lies somewhere in the middle, yeah. which yeah. is why they might not e- explicitly be saying we expect you to do this or this, but then their actions say otherwise, you know. That's right. You know, so- like you're
0: know, you the person that they call out to. Yeah. You're the person who's asked the questions about what are we doing today or what's for dinner or, you know, why or well, mum. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, and while that might not be a... You're expected to be here, you know, and, and be at my beck and call kind of thing. It,
1: it kind of is. It's implied, yeah. Yeah, they do, you know, if if you know, if Mia's coughing in like, you know, the other night, Mia woke up in the middle of the night, um, she does this thing where she gets up and just turns the light on and then goes back to bed, like, what kid does that? Like, just come in the bedroom and tell me what you need. And then she kind of like got back in her bed and um, she must have been sitting there for a while and then I was like and I was woken up to Mommy, Mommy and I was like, What the is going on and she's like i need some milk i'm like what it's two o'clock in the morning (laughs) and i'm like this is you know and that's me she's not calling out for dad you know she's calling out for me and it's sometimes those things like that you just go really
0: Really. But yeah. yeah, it can be really exhausting, particularly if you've got, you know, kids young kids at that age who are constantly full of questions or, you know, they they're really kind of needy in terms of what they need from, from someone. And I think sometimes it feels like you're you're the only someone that they think of. You mm-hmm. know, since Ben's been working from home, he's been around you know, in the afternoons and the mornings a lot more than he was when he was working in the city, obviously. And it's taken we're up to what 15 16 months now it's taken up to this point to even start reconditioning kids to sometimes say dad not always mom i need i need your help i need this i need you know and when there's two parents in the house it can be hugely infuriating if they're always going to to one over the other especially when they're sitting
1: next to one and then they come looking for you and it's like come on that's like right there guys like
0: literally (laughs) sitting next to you and I'm in another room but you come and find me that's fine that makes perfect sense
1: (laughs) um yeah I was gonna try and like I guess not that we're speaking directly to the person who kind of threw up this question because I don't even know she listens to our show, but I feel like this is a common problem for a lot of people. So I guess I wanted to offer up some ideas for how to deal with the issue. And I guess one thing mm-hmm. I, I do need to say here is like neither you nor I are are caring for someone, which is like a whole nother yes. level of responsibility again. And I know that carers burden is a big one and it's one where you you can't really get away from it and and sometimes that responsibility would weigh large and I wish I could speak to that feeling with some level of um understanding but Yeah, other than what I see with my own eyes, because I've not experienced it, yeah, I can't speak to it. And I think you'd probably be the same, Brooks. I guess
0: I'm the same. And and there's so many, there's so many instances of responsibility that are much heavier than Mm. like a kid, a kid who needs a drink. You know what I mean? That's right. (laughs) They're not, they're not something that I've experienced directly. Like I haven't cared for an elderly parent, or you know, a child who's unwell, or a partner who's who's very sick or you know anything kind of like that and there would be so many instances of burden of responsibility that are much heavier than anything that I've experienced so I mean I think it's important to kind of look at what we have to say through that lens yeah. as well, because there are so many instances where it 's just much more burdensome than anything i 've experienced
1: that's it, so yeah, I think it's important to highlight that when anything any kind of tips or ideas that we offer up are, Absolutely. like from that you know from the point of view of that very middle class thing of and i 'm not i 'm not saying anyone 's burden is heavier or lighter, or because you 're a middle class white female, you don 't get to have burdens like we we just all are. And we Hmm. all want to have happy lives and I believe we all should aspire to happy lives because then it makes us more able to look out for other people. Yeah. But some people just have horrible circumstances, you
0: know, as well. And it's, it's just.
1: Yeah. So that's it. So I just want to be, yeah, just in case you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, you guys have no idea. Like your, your idea of a burden is not a burden. We're aware. (laughs) You know, it definitely goes beyond, you know, looking after our kids and looking after our families and looking after ourselves and, we, you know, we both run businesses. And I guess, you know, we both feel that responsibility to provide nice lives for our families while still being good to our families and being present and there for them. And sometimes it just all gets a bit much. So that's what in mm. these tips that we're going to offer are kind of in that vein. My favourite one is to to take a, what I call a daycation which is literally a day at home. Whether it's like you take a day off work and go, you know what, I'm pretending I'm sick today. I literally can't do anything except lie on the couch and read or watch TV. And then that's either that happens during the week where, so yeah, everyone goes off to school and partner goes off to work and you just go, yeah, I'm sick and take a day to where you just give yourself permission to not answer emails, not respond to you know, having to put out fires for anybody, everybody in the house kind of has to cope because uh, that's the other thing I do. I take a weekend vacation where I say to the kids, if you've got a question, go see dad. Mm. If you hurt your knee, go see dad. If you want to know what's for dinner, go see dad. And like, I just kind of say, today is a day where mummy gets a mental day off because I think more than anything else, like it's just that mental day where you don't have to think where someone else can just do the thinking for you and aunt said that be- to me before he's like what can I do to help and I've just said to him look if you can do all the thinking for this house for the day like that would be everything to me <laughs> like yeah if you want to give me a birthday present don't buy me anything just say to me today you don't have to think <laughs> you know uh, I'll decide where we're going I'll decide where we're going to have breakfast I'll decide you know I'll put me a down for his late like, like I'll do all that. That to me is golden and it really only ever takes a day and you just feel that mental refreshment.
0: Yeah, well I it's find. it's a bit of it's a bit of mental kind of white space, isn't it? You know, you're you're creating yeah. going out of your way to create an opportunity for yourself to not have to constantly be thinking and constantly be on. Uh, and I think Yeah,
1: and I think it's the logistics mode, isn't yeah. it? Is that's that's the overwhelming thing of they have to be here. That has to be done in order for that to happen. If I let this slip, then tomorrow I'm going to pay for it in this way. Like it's, it's that kind of constant calculating and logistifying mm. I find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you do that? Because like you're a B and I'm a J. So do you do you get yourself in that mode or do you literally just go with the flow a bit more?
0: I, I mean I, I dip into it but it's not something that I, I kind of, I don't know, like spend a lot of time in because <laughs> i because i don't like it <laughs> so i do go with the whereas that's it.
1: just my brain the whole time like my whole my brain the entire time yeah i have moments is like that calculating
0: and when i have yeah. moments or days like that i feel utterly exhausted so i oh, know yeah. that that's not something that i can kind of operate in with any for any length of time i do find that um for me sometimes just Actively choosing to let go of some of the responsibilities just for a minute, which is not dissimilar to what you've just said and basically what you've said is mm. to to allow yourself to do that by handing it off to someone else just for a bit, you know, even if you can get a friend around for an hour while you just sit um, you know and they can kind of field questions from the kids or whatever it is that you can <laughs> do just to give yourself the opportunity to let go of those responsibilities for for a minute can also help uh, you know so I talk about that a bit with Ben, not in that sort of language, but I often say to him, like I'm all peopled out, and that's sort of my yeah. code for, like I need just a bit of white space mentally, you know, and that's why I found myself uh, on the weekend just kind of sitting in the garden in silence, doing absolutely nothing at all. It was wonderful because <laughs> I was all peopled oh. out. So, you know, and and then I think the other thing that helps me as well is only in some instances understanding that it's like, I'm choosing these responsibilities like it's a choice Mm, yeah as hard as it is to see the the opposite of that choice as a viable option sometimes most of the time I am choosing to be there and sometimes that gives me the the freedom to say hey I can choose not to do this as well but usually it, it just gives me that positive perspective of saying yeah I'm I'm actually I'm not a passenger here I've chosen to be here, I've chosen to, to have these things as my responsibility. And again, that would be very small comfort, I think, to someone who was dealing with responsibilities well beyond kind of the scope of what I'm talking about. But I think in, in a lot of instances, particularly your day-to-day kind of exhaustion from responsibility, I think saying this is a choice, you know, I this is this is where I'm at now and I'm choosing to do it and I'm choosing to turn up, doesn't necessarily make the responsibility go away, but it does change my mindset sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I do think that's an important one to realise and I do think it's an an important shift to make in that pretty much most of the stuff that we're doing, certainly anyone who's got the resources and abilities to listen to this podcast is almost certainly in a position where they have choices Um, and even that situation where you're caring for a a sick family member um, or, or someone who's dying or, you know, even an elderly parent, you know, it's tiring and it's full on but when you look at the other choices like such as you know them being in a home or not you know not being able to live out their life uh, surrounded by family then you realize well look <laughs> i'm tired and it's you know and i guess i'm speaking from the experience of my auntie who looked you know cared for my grandma right up to, until the end um mm-hmm. and then ironically granny died when she went away mm-hmm. um which i think was probably almost deliberate you know it was a really you know when granny died even though it was this big thing in my auntie's life and suddenly she had just free time she didn't mm. feel it because she really missed having that that thing no to but do. sometimes
0: i mean sometimes i think responsibility and purpose are the same thing they just they can feel heavy sometimes like purpose can feel heavy you know particularly if your purpose is yes. is heavy or you know challenging or or, or whatever it may be i think they, they are often the same thing. And, you know, I think maybe sometimes the exhaustion comes from understanding that it's our purpose and we're not going anywhere, but neither's neither's the work.
1: Yes, that's right. And, and again, it's difficult because you can ask for help, but then the help that you get may not, you know, be the help that you need sometimes. Mm. And, again, I'm thinking mm. from the point of view of, of watching my auntie care for my grandma. So it, it becomes very difficult. But I do think there's also a real – Um, it's very easy and I catch myself doing this a lot when life gets challenging or when thing, when the burden gets heavy, I catch myself looking at other people and thinking they've got it good. And I only seem to do that when I'm not in a good place. Like when I'm in a good place, I don't look at other people and aspire or envy, Mm. envy them. I only do it when I'm in a bad place. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know for a fact, and this is despite knowing for a fact that no, we're only seeing highlight reels. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody, like, I know it's, it's a tired, worn out phrase that everybody's fighting a battle that we don't necessarily see, but it's just so true. Like I've just had this borne out to me time and time again, where I have looked at people and thought, you know, th- their life is golden. There's just Mm. nothing bad going on there. And then you get to know them or you dig below the surface and you go, oh, oh, okay. I had no idea that this, you had this challenge that you were dealing with on a daily basis. So, yeah, I think a lot of the time when I feel particularly burdened, it's, I both look to and see what other people are doing and feel bad that their lives seem a lot better than mine. Like perspective. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a difficult one. And again, I don't want to be sitting here going, well, if you're feeling this way, it's because you're looking at how other people are living their lives and thinking they've got it all going on. I'm just saying watch for that because it can be quite triggering that if we're feeling the weight of the world, seeing other people being light and carefree might just tip us over into that. Like, Oh, what, what's the point? Mm. Yeah. Why why am I here and that and that comes back to the sense of purpose again, then doesn't it
0: yeah, and I think I think there's definitely lots to think about with that kind of relationship between purpose and responsibility i, I mean yep. no one said it was it was ever going to be easy, any of it. I think the heavier the purpose, the heavier obviously we're going to feel the responsibility of it, but yeah, I mean, I think sometimes maybe we feel like one is at odds with the other when when oftentimes they're I guess the we feel thing. purpose
1: should be easy, shouldn't we? Like if we're living life according to our purpose or if a we're calling, living a purposeful and meaningful life. Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, I think, yeah, I'm writing a post at the moment about because someone said, someone posted in a group the other day, um, what's one thing they should have taught you at school but didn't? And I was like, oh my God, so many things. <laughs> um, all to do with self management and, you know, mostly on the, on a psychological basis. But the biggest one I really feel we should have been taught at school was the ability to sit with discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is front friend of mine for me because it's really something that. I've only, you know, it's only in the last year that I've kind of come to realize this, that, you know, I've spent, you know, and I and most people, because this is what the media tells us and this is what marketing tells us, that discomfort is something that should be avoided at all costs. So I've got this product that will help you avoid that discomfort and I've got this product or I've got this holiday or I've got this car. Um, And so we've been fed this message for our whole lives that, you know, any level of discomfort needs to be eradicated from our life. And I do wish that, yeah, we could have been taught at school that all discomfort doesn't need to be avoided. And sometimes we just need to, yeah, a, a huge, huge life skill is learning to be able mm-hmm. to actually sit with that and yep. deal with it. And you know, and I say this having been in an uncomfortable place last week and, you know, and having... Quite a lot of anxiety triggered and telling myself, come on, Kelly, you can sit with this discomfort. You can sit with this discomfort. And I just couldn't, like, I couldn't do it because again, I've not quite developed those skills yet. So, which is why I then outsourced my discomfort to my (laughs) mum. But I do think that the more we can understand that discomfort is part of the human condition, and the better that we're able to, yeah, sit with these burdens and just almost let them kind of, they sit on us and then they kind of wash off us at, at some stage if we let them rather than fighting against them or railing against them.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more really that, that that's a life skill that we 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 really do need to be taught. And I think it's tied really closely to resilience and, you know, mm. and, and self-awareness and all that kind of stuff, which again is – I think tied pretty closely to, to critical thinking and you know there's just generations of people who were never taught that kind of stuff at school. I think I think you're right. I think that that learning to be okay and and, and comfortable with the idea of, of discomfort means that we're not going to rail against these these kind of exhaustion all the time. There are times when all we absolutely time. should question it, but yeah.
1: Cuz I mean that's it. I mean, I've just given tips for if you know if you find yourself feeling this way, then do this and do this and then you can, you know, relieve that level of angst that you're feeling and relieve that burden for a little while and then I catch myself going well hang on like sometimes we just got to be able to sit with it right mm. and again like I said I'm saying this from the point of view of this is a goal I haven't achieved it yet like I'm I'm working towards it but it's difficult mm. and I don't want to sit here going yeah you guys come on you just got to learn to sit with this sit with this burden, let it go because it's it's not that easy, but at least if we, it's just a, t- a tiny little paradigm shift, isn't it? That I feel this way, I need to either medicate it with all the things that we medicate bad feelings with from whether it's exercise or avoidance or alcohol or food or anger, you know, we deal with these things in a lot of way and sometimes, yeah, sometimes we just have to go, look, it is what it is. It is what it and is, I think yeah. Of that, yeah, which is such a frustrating thing for people to say sometimes because you're like really really but being able to go huh okay right here right now this is what it is this is what it feels like and be in the moment a bit more and I think a lot of the burden of responsibility is from us casting ahead and (laughs) living in the future a lot yeah so again another life skill which I'm trying to get on top of myself now is like, yeah, bringing it back to the moment, bringing it back to the moment. Yes, and again, it's that whole we can plan for the future, but let's live right here in the now because right here in the now, I I can deal with whatever is happening right here, right now, I can deal with this. And then something else happens in the future, I'll be able to deal with that in that now, but right now. But, you know, if we're constantly casting ahead to the future and that's when I certainly get in trouble with the whole burden of responsibility is... Yeah, looking ahead and thinking, oh, God, oh, God, what if, what if, what if? Mm. And sometimes happens, but sometimes doesn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a really key a key part. And I think I often just get that feeling of overwhelm at, at all the the things that I have to do or the responsibilities that I have when I think about them all at once as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily need to think about them all at once because I know what's happening all at once. You know, but I might I might kind of bring everything that's happening in a week down to like one point in my head as if it's all <laughs> going to happen in the one moment and it doesn't, you know. I think there's there's definitely in in like the day-to-day kind of responsibility exhaustion that we feel, I think sometimes that can really help to just focus on like the day or the hour or what's in front of you right this very second and move on as needed. Yeah, And
1: I could, yeah, I did that exact thing last week. Like last week there was one day where I was just literally, I was going to pieces and everything, I, I just had no idea where to even start and I, I just felt heavy And I did kind of just go, right, look at the things that you've got to do. Like, just do that one thing. Just do that next thing. Okay, now just do that next thing. And it's just like, you just keep taking those small steps forward. And and I got through that day and I went to sleep that night. And the next morning when I woke up, like there was, it wasn't like I had any less to do or it hadn't, you know, it wasn't like all my worries had disappeared, but I just felt better Mm. from just bringing everything very much down to like the next thing the next thing the next thing because so often we don't know what's triggering off our moods as well I've found you know it could be especially when you're 40 or nearly 40 hormones (laughs) you know like your four-year-old whining just that little bit too much like things trigger off moods in me that I have no idea where they're coming from and sometimes it is just that whole next day everything just feels lighter and nothing's really changed it's just it's the beauty of a new day so yeah Mm. I do like that method for going look I feel a bit overwhelmed I feel completely under the pump I'm just gonna get through today and then I'm gonna go to bed and then when I wake up tomorrow let's see what it brings I like it. I
0: like it a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag LetItBePod, or uh, head over to LetItBe.fm, and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt you know the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And um, you know we we read them all, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think.
1: for your ears. who is that hi puck pass